for another round of comedy. This time, dressed like we're in the 70s. Hey. Yeah, it's time for Stand Up and Deliver all the way from Cabo San Lucas. We have an amazing lineup for you today. Yes, we do. Opening up the show, Sofia, Nino de Rivera, Scott Henry, and Richard Villa. And our headliner, Annie Letterman. It's all coming up right now. We're gonna bring up our first comedian. She's actually from Mexico, and you can catch her on Comedy Central Latin America. She performs in the US and in South America. Put your hands together for Sofia Nino de Rivera. Wow, hey guys, how you doing? Good. How's Moctezuma's revenge treating you? Good, do you know what that is? A traveler's diarrhea? They call it Moctezuma's revenge. And I love that name because if it were a revenge, it would be the weirdest revenge ever in the history of revenges. Like, what, what happened? They killed Moctezuma and he was like, oh, you're gonna kill me? Okay, okay, I'm gonna give diarrhea to everybody forever! And it's like, what the? F Chill, man. Chill, Moctezuma. How are you liking Cabo? Yeah? Great, I hate the beach. I hate it. The beach is where you realize that 95% of human beings shouldn't take their clothes off. I mean, you see tits where there shouldn't be tits. You don't see tits where there should be tits. Like, you see bodies at the beach, that you, just, you just look at them and you go... You have some balls, man. No, seriously, I can see them. Just cover them up with it. It's terrible. Any ugly babies here? I was an ugly baby, weird baby, and a weak baby. For five years of my life, thanks to the doctor, I can do this with my tongue now. Exactly. That makes me very popular with men. And women. She got nervous. Yeah. I don't want to have ugly babies. If I had an ugly baby, I would wait for it to outgrow the ugly. And if it never does, I would urge him to become a Republican or something. <laughs> I'm Sofia Niña de Rivera. Thank you very much. You've been a great audience. Get ready for your next comedian. Very nice. You can catch this guy on Chelsea Lately. Put your hands together for Scott Henry. It's, uh, I don't know, I, uh, I'm a little stressed out lately. I haven't been sleeping great. Now my girlfriend took the TV out of the bedroom. Who has a TV in the bedroom? Clap. Those are the people no longer having sex right there. <laughs> See, but I love having that, you know, and she gets, she can't sleep with the TV in the bedroom. So, you know, and I've tried everything, man. I've tried like earplugs and blinders. Uh, I tried holding a pillow over her face, you know. And it works for a minute, but then she wakes up, she's pissed. I really like the, uh, the nature shows, though, right? Yeah, nature shows are great. I just don't like all the nonsense they tell you about the animals. The bear's favorite food is berries and salmon. Yeah, because that's what's there. You put a pizza tree and a beer pond out there, you're going to see some fat, hammered bear roaming around the woods looking for a Best Buy. 
Squirrels love nuts. Yeah, because they never had Skittles. You think they're fired up now? They're like, <laughs> like little crackheads. So today is my 11-year uh, anniversary. You can clap for that. It's a big deal, man. We actually moved in together after a month, you know, which sounds ridiculous, but that's love. It makes you do crazy things, right? Plus, we just knew, you know what I mean? We just knew right away we wanted to save on rent. She's Japanese, so I called my dad back in Wisconsin because he's very open-minded. It's on the phone, he's like, well, your mom tells me you met a gal out there, huh? What's her name? Her name's Catherine, Dad. She's from Northern California. She's Japanese. Oh, Japanese, huh? Well, shit, at least she won't break down on you. <laughs> and you know what? He's right. She's been very reliable. Because my mom is 80 years old, you know? And I live in Los Angeles. She lives in Wisconsin. So I call her every day. And it's hard to talk to a lady that's in her 80s because they don't do anything, you know? I called, but you gotta make the phone call, you know what I'm talking about? Because, you know, you want to inherit something. <laughs> so I get her on the phone, I'm like, hey mom, what's going on? Oh, nothing much. Did the dishes this morning. Had to change the sheets in the spare room because Rudy and Claire stayed over and his feet smell like cheese. I don't know what the hell's going on. He's got high cholesterol, he shouldn't even be eating cheese. I'm on the other end of the phone, I'm like, I, I hope she's got a lot of money because this is arduous. I'm like, so did you go to bingo today, Mom? No, I don't go to bingo on Saturdays. You know that. I go Monday, Wednesday. You know, Well, sometimes I go on Saturday. If Marge can get her husband to drive us down there, but he's kind of a drunk, you know, so it's a crapshoot. But we like to take him because he got the handicap sticker, you know. She's like, oh, I got something to tell you. So last month, I got my bill for MasterCard, you know, so I sent the money in right away. I don't mess around. And then last month, I got my next bill, and they never took the money off. Well, I don't know what the hell's going on over at MasterCard. I don't know if they got a new gal or what. I'm like, yeah, my 50,000 employees. Becky left. She took the whole ship down. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. a good buddy of mine. One of the first shows I got to do in Los Angeles. This guy's the guy that got me some stage time. He is a returnee from season one of Stand Up and Deliver, one of our favorites. World famous refried show performs in North America and South America. Put your hands together for Richard Villa. Hello, Cabo. Oh, man. The economy goes to hell and this is where you're hiding, huh? <laughs> Look at you, my people. I love it. Go back to your country. I wanted to say that so bad to all of you. <laughs> I, I get so surprised. There's so many white people in Cabo. When I went to my room, my hotel room, I walk in, the cleaning ladies there, and you go, hey, hey, start doing this bit, and then take out the trash. And I'm like, hold on, I'm a guest. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I did it. She looked like my mom, so I kind of felt, okay, mama. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Everybody here, all the, all, all the people that live in Cabo speak English, but they speak English just like my dad speaks English. He created his own English. We were, as a kid, I remember, you become the translator. As a kid, my dad got stopped by a cop, and he's like, eh, give up, what, what? Dad, you want me to talk to the cop? No, 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 mijo, I got it. Cop comes out, I'm gonna give you a ticket. Hey, why you give a ticket to me? I'm coming andando, leche la cosa del daima, la cosa, my license is good for wife, for wife. 
The cop looks at him, looks at me. No, 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 that wasn't English or Spanish. I don't know what that is. <laughs> That's a different type of language. <laughs> they told me come to Cabo, I was a little nervous because it doesn't matter how American you think you are. When we're gonna cross that border to get back, we start, okay guys, stop messing around. Where did you? Stop, Peter, stop. We're almost there. Okay, guys, we're almost there. And as soon as you get to the border, the more the thickest Mexican accent just pops out. You get that, all right, guys? Where are you going? United States. What the hell? <laughs> I speak perfect English. <laughs> but I th I'm so glad you guys are here. I am. I think white people and Mexicans, we're the perfect combination. Ah, huh? you're a cracker, I'm a beaner. Together, we're chili. You see how that works? We're awesome together. Oh. Thing that I hate about Cabo is this, man. I'm too fat to be in Cabo, man. I took off my shirt, somebody threw beats at me. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> so I used it, I was like, hey. <laughs> oh God, I am so fat, man. I told my buddy, no, no, my stomach's all cut up. Really? Yeah, my underwear's been cutting into my belly for years. You gotta see that. You know you're chubby when you sit down and you pull your shirt. Every chubby guy does this. Like, we don't know you're 300 pounds now. Huh, <laughs> oh, you look good. <laughs> I think all of you women, you should be happy. You should really be happy. I don't care. A lot of you go, oh, I'm too fat. No, you're beautiful. If you're chubby, you embrace it. Show it like I can pick up your shirt. Let him know. I love my belly. I love it, man. It's like a big boob with no nipple. That's what this is. I use it for dancing. Que pasó? Eh, 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 eh. Be happy, girls. Be happy. Show it like a gangster. You let him know, hey, you want some of this? It comes with this. No, then leave it alone. I tell girls all the time, this is like a pepperoni pizza. Pepperoni comes with the cheese. Nope, then leave it alone. <laughs> oh, my God. Girls, you got to be happy. Be happy. I'm, I'm looking here in Cabo. I'm looking for a girl this big. I want her belly and my belly attached. We don't make love. We just tease each other all night. <laughs> Man, if I could reach you, I would destroy you. <laughs> I have to make love like this. <laughs> no, you get on top. I'm tired. Go ahead. Kill it. Kill it. Can you imagine that? Her belly, my belly, we just titty-totter all night long. <laughs> Kissing. <laughs> what? 69, you got it, Woohoo! <laughs> Look at you, so you're gonna use it tonight, aren't you? <laughs> oh my God. But I am so blessed, I love, I love being in the US, I love being, I've been, I've been so blessed. I, 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 every year, I go to Afghanistan to entertain the troops. Every single year. No, no, no. Please, don't clap. I did it for the money. Why? <laughs> Listen, I believe in the human race. I believe in God. And I think all of us. Going to Afghanistan, I realized one thing. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, Hispanic, bald, or gay, or straight. I think God made us all. God made us all. The only difference between men and women is our body parts. See, we didn't get boobs in a... Down here, because God knew we don't know how to use it. Trust me, if men had boobs, if men had boobs, and milk came out, we wouldn't do what you women do. You feed a child. What do we do? We squirt each other with it. What's up, bro? <laughs> we would. If milk came out of our boobs, <laughs> we would walk into the nightclub with one boob hanging out. Where's that bro at? Where are <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Richard Villa. Thank you very much. Welcome to Cabo. Comedy Central, put your hands together for Annie Letterman. Hello, everybody. How are you? 
All right. Oh, man, I'm very excited. I just found out my favorite book is becoming a movie, Fifty Shades of Grey. Ladies, I love that book. I never read it, but I did roll it up and shove it up my <laughs> You got to watch out for the paper cuts. <laughs> I was just on a family vacation. My family is a total show. <laughs> And it was confirmed on this vacation. My dad's in his mid-70s, and he's really nervous about it. He's in good health, but both of his parents had Alzheimer's at his age, so he's so paranoid about it. He sat me down while we were on vacation and had this conversation with me. He's like, sweetie, if I ever start to forget anything, if I show any symptoms of Alzheimer's, I need you to kill me. I was like, Jesus, Dad, you told me that five minutes ago. I took the knife out of my boot and I stabbed him in the chest. He lived, now I'm an asshole, I'm grounded. <laughs> then this is the conversation my mom, we brought the dogs, so my mom thinks that one of her dogs is racist. <laughs> She's like, I swear Pinky's racist. Every time I walk her down the street and there's a black guy, she just starts barking at him. I was like, mom, there's no way a dog is born racist. A puppy's not born to hate, that's crazy. It has to learn it. If your dog's barking at black people, that means you're a racist. That means when you're walking Pinky down the street and you see a black guy, you tense up and assume this guy's gonna mug you. The dog can sense that and then she barks to protect you, which is the same psychology I use to explain why when I'm walking my dog by a black guy, she goes up and sucks his Climbs up his leg, starts pawing at his balls. Like mommy, like puppy. I'm just kidding, I don't have a dog. Oh man. And then the dog, my, I have a twin brother who has a baby and the dog tried to bite the baby while we were on vacation. Do you know how bite a baby? <laughs> that is very, very serious. Like we're gonna have to put down my niece. That dog's eight years old, seniority. Bye-bye, <laughs> baby Reese. Doggies don't bite in heaven. She's not even one yet, don't worry. Barely alive. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going through a breakup next week. Gonna miss that ass. Just kidding, I wrote that a long time ago. I'm alone. He heard me do that joke. We were in a relationship when I wrote that. And he came up to me afterwards and he was like, I don't like when you tell that joke. It sounds like you're gonna dump me. I was like, baby, you are so perceptive and I will miss that the most about you. Bye. <laughs> Later, mother <laughs> See ya, don't let the door hit. Get out. The only thing I miss about that guy, though, is he did give me really good massages. Like, he knew my spot. I have this really bad knot. And the last massage he gave me was pretty amazing, it was really, really good. He was just going at that knot. And then he stopped in the middle of the massage, reached around, started grabbing my boobs and whispered in my ear, when are you gonna get knots in these? I was like, breast cancer? Hopefully never. You can just grab my boobies, you don't have to wish a slow and painful death on me, it's part of the deal. Bye. People tell me I look like, you know, a lot of different people. I think, usually without my glasses, I look, I look like Scarlett Johansson. If she was in a house fire that only burned off her tits. 
and all of her money. Oh man, I mean, they aren't there. <laughs> what happened to us? <laughs> what did we do in a past life? We just titty slapped a bunch of people in our past life. They did not give them to us. It's cool, I'm all right with not having big boobs. I've had a lot of time to think about it. Um, you know, and I do think about it a lot. I think that if I had big boobs, I would have a completely different life, and I like my life. Like, if I had big boobs, I would not be a stand-up comedian. If I had big boobs, I would probably be off somewhere having big boobs, bopping around, getting money thrown at them. <laughs> Sounds terrible. I would hate that life. Right? <laughs> I don't know, I was really insecure when I was like 14, 15. I knew they weren't coming in, so I went out. I thought this would change everything. I was like, I will go get my nipples pierced. <laughs> it didn't help, guys. All it did was make it so that when I flashed people, it looked like two door knockers <laughs> to a door that was extremely easy to open. I was 14. Thank you. You didn't need to knock once or twice, just come on in. I tried on this bra at Victoria's Secrets. It's called the Bombshell Bra. It adds two full cup sizes. Check it out. <laughs> I don't know if you realize, two full cup sizes is like a lot. That's like zero to hero. It's too much. If you wear that bra, seriously, you're a dick. <laughs> like if I got a bombshell bra and I went out to a bar and I'm like hitting it off with a guy, what he thinks is gonna happen later is a lot different from what's gonna happen later. <laughs> this guy, <laughs> this guy sees me at a bar, he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna hell yeah, I'm gonna I take him home, I'm like, you been pranked. <laughs> it's not an option. He's like, I just wanted a motorboat. I'm like, well, you can shipwreck. <laughs> I don't remember anything. I was a blackout drunk, which is the best way to drink if you hate yourself. Get a little time off from this guy, huh? A little breather from this ass. I blacked out a lot. I don't remember a lot of things now. Have no clue how many guys I've slept with. That's a mystery number. It's a bad answer when someone asks you. <laughs> if someone goes, how many guys have you slept with? And you say, I don't know. You may as well have said 100 million people. <laughs> I was talking to my girlfriend who's like such a prude about it. I told her I didn't know how many guys I slept with. And then she started calculating her sex count on her fingers. I thought it was adorable. She's counting, she remembered their names. Ugh. She's like, she gets to the, she goes, six, and then she takes it back, and she's like, no, 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 five. I was like, yo, dude, why? <laughs> what happened to the sixth guy? Where did the sixth guy go? I just told you I don't know. And she's like, oh, I decided not to count him, you know, because we only slept together once. I was like, is that a rule? Because then I'm a virgin. <laughs> you guys, I'm Annie Letterman. Thank you so much. 
I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, COVID continues to reshape the law. Supreme Court arguments will be held by teleconference. The justices won't even know if the lawyers are wearing pants, which is fair given the eternal mystery of what's under those black robes. Los Angeles County is springing 25% of its inmates. The sheriff suggests folks get ready for what might be a spike in crime. Check it all out on the next episode of Too Many Lawyers.